You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off of your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods and follow us on Twitter at Hornets, at Walker Mayo, and at Nada the Scribe. Hornets Twitter is going crazy once again, Nada. Thank you to Kevin O'Connor, who gives us yet another mock draft. We have been living and dying by his mock drafts that he's been giving us, it seems like, more frequently the last couple of weeks. And honestly, Nada, I, I don't know if this is because we're the Locked on Hornets podcast. And so mm-hmm. the name that we talk about is in our, you know, the, the team that we talk about is in our damn name of the podcast. And so I don't know if this is just because um, you know, we're forced to talk Hornets all the time and we've been given some content. I feel like based on the rumors that have been around the last couple of weeks, it's been the Charlotte Hornets as the number one most interesting team to talk about the last couple of weeks with a couple of different rumors surrounding the franchise. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been kind of fun being the like talked about popular team because you don't <laughs> normally get this, right? Like we're, again, this is a glow up. We have, again, <laughs> it, it, we're like Rachel Lee Cook's character from She's All That. We've gone from the nerd, the art nerd to the popular kid, and everybody wants to take her to prom. We're that person now, Walker. I feel like we feel like kind of big baller. I'm, I'm, I'm balling right now. It is a it is rare territory, and no, the big ball and is not in any reference to Lamelo Ball, who actually slips in this latest mock draft uh, from Kevin O'Connor. <laughs> and we mentioned James Wiseman just last week because of the rumor surrounding him. O'Connor kind of off with that rumor that the Hornets would be highly interested in possibly making a move up to get James Wiseman. Uh, because they might be scared he's not there at number three. Well, let's get to the latest mock draft released by the ringers, Kevin O'Connor. The first two picks, Nada, that he has in this latest mock draft, he has Anthony Edwards selecting, uh, the the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Anthony Edwards number one overall, despite some Mm -hmm. of the rumors that they would trade, at least in this one, he's got Minnesota taking Anthony Edwards number one. And then it's number two, Golden State staying home, and they select James Wiseman. That's interesting immediately for the Hornets, because as we talked about last week, it seems like James Wiseman is the Hornets number one option. And it seemed like Anthony Edwards would be their plan B. So this would be in their eyes, Mitch Kupchak and company has reported last week. This would be the worst case scenario because both of these guys would be off of the board. And now you have a bunch of different other players to select this um, to select from. And Kevin O'Connor has the Hornets selecting Anyeka Okongwu, the big man out of USC. And here's what O'Connor writes. Mm-hmm. The Hornets are literally, uh, excuse me, not literally. The Hornets are likely targeting a big man and are heavily considering Okongwu according to multiple league sources. Okongwu was arguably the best defensive big man in college basketball last season. Pairing him with PJ Washington would give Charlotte a skilled front court with versatility on defense and playmaking on offense. There are many NBA front offices that prefer a Kongwu to Wiseman. If mm-hmm. both are on the board, it'll be fascinating to see which direction the Hornets go. And Nada, if you're comparing the two big men, uh, when you're talking about James Wiseman and a Kongwu, I know you are much more receptive to this decision from the Hornets than the one we talked about last week. 
because he fits, Walker. He fits everything the Hornets want to do. He fits everything James Borrego wants to do from a defensive standpoint. James Borrego has mentioned many times he would like to switch everything one through five. It makes them a much better defensive team. It makes Miles Bridges better. It makes Terry Rozier better. It makes everybody better. And then on top of that, we got the clip where you were talking with Rick last last week, and he was like, James Borrego wasn't all that enamored with the center rotation that was here already, which means you need to overhaul it at some point. What better time to do it with a guy that can switch one through five and move around? It makes so much sense that it's so like it's it's just the obvious answer that I think we were all overlooking and not LaMelo Ball in this case. Okongwu with O'Connor having the Hornets selecting him number three overall, not I think this would be prime territory to go ahead and trade back. If your plan A is taken at number one over uh, at number two overall, right ahead of you, and you decide not to give up assets um, and you just stay home, which I think is by far the correct call. And then both your plan A and plan B are off of the board and a Kongwu would be the guy. I think you make some calls, not only not number four, you could even go further than that. Maybe you try to get something more from the Cavaliers and, or um, I don't know, selecting number six overall, if you were to go to, uh, the Atlanta Hawks and yeah. decide, you know what, you just moved down to number six. Um, you know, that would be something that would be interesting to me. Now I know the wizards, I know Kevin O'Connor writes in this mock draft that general manager for the wizards, Tommy Shepard mm-hmm. has said he'd be interested in moving up, but that would bring you all the way down to nine. And I think that probably takes you out of a Kongwu territory. I'd no, that'll okay. take you out of a Kongwu territory because you know, who's going to take a Kongwu then the wizards. <laughs> And you think, well, and you, you think they trade up to three for a Kong Wu? Yes, I well, do. I'd let them. I mean, hell, I, I'd let them. And I like a Kong Wu. Fine. I just think I would let the Wizards do that, especially if they wanted to badly enough to trade all the way up to number three to go get them. I'd love to get some Wizards picks in my arsenal, especially if they finally give in and decide to trade Bradley Beal. I know John Wall is coming back. I'd still love me some future picks from the Washington Wizards, especially if they're going to give up picks. And in this mock draft, he's got uh, O'Connor has the Wizards giving up Troy Brown Jr., number nine and number 37 to move up to number six. Imagine what that hall in his mind would look like if they moved all the way up to number three. Hell yeah. I'll I'll take the wizards picks all day long. Um, and even a Troy Brown, who I think actually showed out a little bit in the bubble. If if the Kongwu is the pick, not I I understand that number nine might take you out of the Kongwu running, but it might take you out of the center running period. Well, I mean, not if you decide to take some guys later in the draft. I, I mean, who cares, right? Like that, that's my thing on this. I don't want a Kongwu at three and I like a Kongwu. I wouldn't take him at number three. I would trade back and look to get some more assets and then figure out what guy is best there because I want more bites at the apple. I want to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar has always been a supporter of the show. We've always been very appreciative of them. They have 18 amazing flavors, including the six new flavors that they launched just a few months ago. Best of all, they are great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. 
Best of all, you get a free cooler with your purchase too. So you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off of your next order. Uh, use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, no spaces for BuiltBar.com. We talk more mock draft coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I love leftovers, by the way. Huge leftover guy. Oh man, dinner, dinner for lunch. I love that. Leftover dinner, swing it into a lunch, maybe even to a breakfast if you're feeling goosey. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We're back on the Locked on Hornets podcast where I continue to only provide evidence to the theory that I hate the number three overall pick because yes. I know Doug Branson is listening and he is shaking his fist at the pod right now. If this were to be the pick at number three, then I would love to trade back, which I've been an advocate of doing for anyway, not a crazy amount back, but I would love to get more assets. I've talked about this quite a bit, um, especially because I think a Kongwu could be a guy that is selected at number five or number six. If there were some teams in that territory that would be looking uh, to trade up now, Nada, you said, you know what I'm going to ask you in the second segment. And I stopped you. I wanted to just get hit with this over the head and have to come up with a response at the top of the dome. What's the question you want to ask me after what I said in the first second? If you're trading down, why not trade with Boston? Why not give Boston what they want, which is Okongwu, and then get yeah. 14, 26, and 30? So if why they're not looking me? to get rid of all three of their picks, I would want more than that. And I would want something that's a little bit... Because going down from three to 14... And then taking some of their other picks and I, what were the other ones you said? Not a 14, 14 and 26 two? and 30. Yeah. Those are too late. I mean, I I'd want something more like maybe, you know, future unprotected first round picks from them, even though I know they're going to be good. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I, I have no problem trading down to 14. I just think 26 and, and, you know, all three of them would be a little too late. So, you know, maybe that would be something I, I we'd eventually we'd negotiate. If Danny Ainge was calling me, I'd try to work out something. Eventually it wouldn't work out. And then I'd look to trade back with a team that's maybe a little bit more so in the top 10 or still has like that uh, special group or that, that specific group of, uh, of players that I would deem, you know, good enough to take like at 10 or something like that. But yeah, I, I think that would be something I'd be interested in. Here's my take on, on a Kong Wu. Just if you're looking at a sheer evaluation process, mm-hmm. I think the pick and roll defense is very good. I think athletically he provides a lot there. Six, nine. I know he mentioned with Mike Schmitz in that interview breakdown that Schmitz does with the players. He mentioned that he was six, nine without shoes. So closer to six, 10 with shoes, seven, three wingspan. So you like some of the measurements there. If you're talking about a smaller, but modern NBA center. Now he's not modern in the way that he can't shoot. He's a 65% free throw percent shooter. Um, So, you know, that's fine. Uh, I I think what we've seen from him is some okay mid-range shots that he's able Mm -hmm. to make. The form looks pretty clunky to me. So I don't know how much I ever expect him to be a great shooter going forward. Like to me, even his form is worse than what Bam showcased in the limited amount of time that uh, he shot mid-range jumpers in college. Obviously, he got better at that. But I think Bam Adebayo, who a Kong Wu is compared to all the time. I think Adebayo showed probably a little bit more touch from mid range than what a Kong Wu did. We'll see what he can do. Um, if he can continue to work on his jump shot and even shoot from three point land, once he gets to the NBA, 
I, I like the fact that he does seem to be able to handle the ball pretty well. We, we know about the defense. I like mm-hmm. that he's able to handle the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. Offensively, Nada, I love his ability to use his left hand. I think when you've seen him get fed in the post, he's more finesse. I'd like to see him be more aggressive at the rim. Like he, He'll throw down some vicious dunks, but he needs some kind of space to do so. Like He's not doing that if you're hitting him a whole lot. He can't do it a ton with contact, in my opinion, but he will throw down some vicious dunks. I wonder if he can be more aggressive, but the left hand over his right shoulder, uh, he did so at a really good efficiency in college. And and I'm a sucker for guys that can use both hands over each shoulder and shooting, you know, some of those push shots, some of those hook shots, mini hooks from these big guys. Here's my thing that I'm scared about with a Kongwu man. Mm. I know everybody talks about how the NBA is moving towards small ball. I understand that everybody wants that kind of modern. Everybody is skilled on the floor and it entices me too, but not a, (laughs) he's small and you're talking about him playing your five alongside PJ Washington. And you know that you don't have anybody that's taller than six, nine in a conference that I one, let's just go to the Pacers. Sabonis is going to eat all day long. And I don't know where miles Turner is going to go. If he's traded, you're also mm-hmm. talking about Joel and bead. Who's going to really provide another huge matchup problem. Anytime the Hornets have to, face Philly, you know, the bucks are huge. And I, I, I think that yeah, even though a Kongwu seems like a decent matchup when we've mm-hmm. seen PJ Washington guard Giannis at you know, nobody's stopping Giannis. So I don't know if you're drafting somebody at three overall to go stop Giannis when nobody can, I, I just, I, the, the, the height, the physical limitations, they kind of scare me when we're talking about just his lack of size. And it would help me a little bit get over that if he was stronger in the post, I I've seen some guys, you know, when watching his film, they were able to still score on him in the low post. A guy like Zeke Najee, I thought had some, some good moves against him when Arizona and USC squared up against each other. Not the size scares me. How much does it scare you? Not as much as you like, honestly, not as much as you, because the thing is, while you're right about the Eastern conference and Bam's probably going to eat and Embiid is going to eat and for better or worse, the Bucks are going to eat. How many other teams can you really say that about? Maybe Denver, who you see twice a year? Like maybe LA, the Lakers? Well, that that's the thing. The Western Conference actually has a decent amount of big guys. Like the Lakers, you know, you can talk about yeah. the Lakers, how they showcase big guys. The Denver Nuggets have Jokic. You know, you have the Thunder with Steven Adams. The Jazz have Rudy Gobert. The Mavs, I, I don't even count the Mavs because Borzingas plays on the perimeter and he's weak all the time. But still, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to the East, yeah, you're right. Like it's more so of a Western Conference problem. It doesn't mean that the Eastern Conference does not provide at least some kind of problems for you with some size disadvantages that the Hornets would experience. I don't disagree with you on that, but where I worry about it, where I think you're overthinking this is everything that we've, how many times last year did you see Cody Zeller, the guy that we used to be the most, one of the most reliable parts of the pick and roll defense, just continue to get just hunted. Yeah, he was worse last year. He yeah. was horrible on. I mean, pick and roll I don't know about horrible. He was worse last year. I like. Worse. I. I. I understand. I, I'm with you. Um, There's not I, a I big agree. that you can trust. Yeah, but th- th- that's the thing. Like, and and so when we talk about the size, and we see some of these guys that are you know <laughs> closer to seven feet and mobile, or at least are playmakers and can shoot with the Kongwu. I don't know how you know, confident I am that his jump shot will ever extend all the way to the three point line. Yeah, James Wiseman has that. 
right? Like, so what you're doing is I, the, the switchability is immediately there for Kongwu. He's more versatile defender. I totally get that. And that's something that entices me, but I can't help in thinking, are the Hornets, are the Hornets deciding to go away from somebody that does have a ton of upside that is seven one that also has some athleticism. And I think there is potential for Wiseman to switch at least a little bit, never at the level of Kongwu is, Mm -mm. but it it, can, can you just, can you be as effective if you select Wiseman at three and then have some different lineups that you can go with by just going PJ Washington at the five, who also isn't going to be as versatile as a Kongwu. I get some of the things you're passing on if you don't select a Kongwu, but can you be close to as effective with PJ at the five and he can shoot at the five, by the way, and then also provide, you know, not give up so much um, size when you select Wiseman at three. So you can have that tall guy to go to and just, you know, instead of being like the Rockets where you just have zero size on your roster. Th- those are the questions I'm weighing, Nada. Th- th- those are the things that scare me. All of these draft prospects come with their flaws, but I'm just mm-hmm. telling you those are some of the things that scare me going with the Kongwu over a Wiseman. And, and I get why you're worried about that, but defensively, we got to remember. Like Nyeka Okongwu basically carried a whole, like at least 10 non-NBA players to one of the best defenses in college basketball. That does, <laughs> that shouldn't get lost. Yeah. That should he, not get lost in any of this. If he's that good carrying that many guys, imagine what happens when he has NBA guys that he can do this with. He really is a good pick and roll defender. You're, you're not lying about that. And I totally get that. I just wonder if you're better suited getting somebody, maybe do you trade back or do you get a wing at three? And then do you just rely on a Xavier Tillman at 32? And you know what, that, that would be something that would interest me. Or maybe with some of these other centers, does a Zeke Najee, like I just mentioned, does he mm-hmm. fall? And do you take the six eleven guy that can actually shoot really well, maybe with lateral quickness problems? Um, I don't know. I just think maybe if you're just going for the extreme value part of things, maybe that would be something you pass on with a Kongu at three. And we talk about the aggressiveness, you know, the free throw attempts, they weren't awful. They were at, I think at five, I think he shot, you know, about five free throw attempts per game. I would like to see him more aggressive, but that's coachable. Um, it'll be fascinating to see what the Hornets decide to do at three, or if they decide to trade up to get a guy like Wiseman as reported just last week, one more segment to go. I want to talk about a guy that fell in this latest mock draft, but first I want to mention built go built go, whether it's a mental or physical wall, it will break you through it every single day. Easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, or your golf bag to power through the back nine. It is the best gel workout gel on the market. It's a five hour energy without the same kind of crash feeling. Plus it's natural. So, you know, it's better for your body. Build Go combines energy uh, gel with collagen protein. Build Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. Built Go also kicks, uh, kicks in to keep you going strong um, anytime that you take it for whatever thing you need to get through the day. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Let's go to the final segment here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. What player dropped significantly in his latest mock draft? That's coming up next on Lockdown Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. But what he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a radar, <laughs> a radar. Me, of all NBA. Yeah, on the radar. On the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah, you're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from uh, Catawba County. Put so, him on the radar. 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Not a, perhaps one of the biggest takeaways from this mock draft, if you are uh, hosting a national podcast, Locked on NBA, that you can find on the Locked on Podcast Network. Perhaps the biggest takeaway you would have is the fact that LaMelo Ball not only falls outside of the top three, in this mock draft proposed by Kevin O'Connor, he has LaMelo Ball falling outside of the top five, where the Washington Wizards would trade up to number six with the Atlanta Hawks, and they would take LaMelo Ball right there as their point guard of the future, with John Wall even returning at some point. I, I think he is set to return to this season after a long time off because of the injuries that he suffered. But LaMelo Ball dropping to number six. We discussed this a little bit last week, where I think it was Rick Bennell as one of the few guys out there first saying, the sources that he's heard, LaMelo Ball has not been doing well in the interviews with these different franchises. And again, here we have the latest mock draft with LaMelo Ball being selected number six overall. Nada, what did you make of uh, LaMelo's drop? That he's interviewing poorly, like, like Rick said, and the fact that this is actually happening. And this is something that was absolutely preventable, and yet it still apparently is happening, is very, very disappointing because... As you know, Walker, I wanted him here. I still want him here. But at the at this point, I'm starting to look at this and just starting to look at this as a holistic culture-building thing. And cult, building culture takes a while. This is year one of a rebuild. This is not year three, year four, something like that, where you have your established guys, you know who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. So when we start having these discussions about, oh, what well, do you take a LaMelo ball? If the culture fit isn't right, you can't make this guy one of your like cornerstone guys. You can't. You can't functionally do that. There's a difference between drafting a LaMelo ball at three and the, drafting a LaMelo ball at nine, ten, if he falls that low and getting an extra asset because no matter what happens, you're still protected. If this busts out, if he busts out, your rebuild is already screwed before it even starts. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for the Hornets, they can't miss. You can't miss as a small market franchise, especially when you moved up five slots to get here by draft lock. You're not guaranteed to get that again. So if we're going to start talking about why not draft LaMelo Ball, you better be sure that he's going to at least be someone that's going to be good. Am I sure? Yes, but I'm not the one making the pick, and it's not my job on the line. So there have been a few rumors surrounding the Hornets here, Nada, including one that did not involve a big man like we talked about last week, Anthony Edwards being that plan B that is reported. Either way, if I were to propose the question, will the Hornets draft a big man, yes or no, what would you say? Are, are, are you sure? Are you confident now with some of the rumors that are coming out that the Hornets are looking to address the five, either with a Kongwu and or James Wiseman? At three, I wasn't sure they were going to do it at three. I'm fairly certain they see these two as a cliff above everybody else. And I'm not necessarily sure I agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, th that, that seems to be the most interesting thing about this is that Mitch Kupchak has talked for a while about how they're not going to draft based on need. And I never thought that was going to deter them from, you know, staying away from talent just because it's at the five, but here they are talking about a specific position in which they do need, especially with the lack of depth and with the way we've talked about Cody Zeller getting traded. A couple of other things I wanted to mention real quickly, not a, how happy would you be if the New York Knicks selected Killian Hayes, or are you completely off the Knicks drug where you don't care what they do anymore i don't care what the knicks do 
I gave up the Knicks for the Charlotte Bobcats. I was already <laughs> at my lowest point Goodness imaginable. Gracious. Think about that. <laughs> It sounds so bad when you say it like that, like that, but that's what O'Connor would have. Gillian Hayes at eight. I mean, not a, that would be something that I would imagine would entice you too, right? If the Hornets uh, found a way to trade down and find a way to land Killian Hayes in the six through eight range, that would be something you'd sign up for, right? I, I absolutely would. I also don't think that I, for there's some reason I don't think Killian makes it past seven. I yeah. don't think he makes it past Detroit. I think Detroit really wants him. And I think, again, Troy Weaver and that crew, who is someone that you should pay attention to, because when you start talking about building cultures, they're going to do something similar to what we do. But I, I there's something about this draft. I, again, if you could get like Mitchell Robinson or hell, even Neil Aquina or something else, Neil Aquina and Dallas's pick, I would do it. I would grit my teeth, but I would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Vassell, by the way, Kevin O'Connor has the Hawks trading back to nine and selecting Vassell. It would be just another move as to me. What, you know, I, for some reason I've always liked what the Hawks did in the draft. It has Mm -hmm. not, uh, the success has not come to a head yet for the Atlanta Hawks. And I get that, but I would obviously love this move. Devin Vassell going to Atlanta. He would be in the top 10 here in this mock draft. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets, discussing just the latest rumors surrounding the Hornets and the, and the franchise, what they will be doing in the NBA draft. That wraps up this edition. Thanks again to Built Bar, by the way, for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.